Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. It's 2019, and we got we have something we usually don't have. Ryan, we have plans. We, that that that's what we're leading with here. Yeah, plans. Like that's we've never had those before. Usually, it's just like turn on a mic, let's roll. That's not entirely true. Like it's all mostly. all of the all of the preview episodes that many people hated last year, those were plans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's um, true. Um, we often have more plans than it sounds like. Yeah, like I I actually think you're selling us short. I think most of the time we have not quite an Ocean's Eleven level of planning, but something like more planning than you would think. And then we hit record, and one of us, often Spencer, but not always. Just gets all Leroy Jenkins, and that's the end of the plan. <laughs> like, actually, Thank the whole for- Leroy Jenkins clip is a good summation of the full cast pre-production uh, experience. It's about spotting opportunities, Ryan. It's about that's seeing right. a hole in the defense. You can't, you can't, your quarterback can't be married to the plan. He's got to get out there and react. Sure, like I'll do that right here. Um, can we talk some more about how my dentist has Mountain Dew in the waiting area? Well, go on. Yeah, well, yeah. Like that. What the fuck is that? Because here's the thing: it'd be one thing if it was. Uh, I, I'm not saying the fact that they have anything that is ostensibly bad for your teeth in the waiting area is surprising. They have coffee as well, and and I get why. I get why they do. Uh, if they had ginger ale, I could maybe say, okay, like a little strange, but I get it. Mountain Dew is basically like cavities, the drink. How on earth, what is what is the purpose here? And it's not as if Mountain Dew is something you can just like, you just stroll into a Walgreens and they're definitely going to have it. They're definitely going to have a big case of Mountain Dew for you to bring to the office. Like Coca-Cola, sure. How on earth did we get to the place where my otherwise seemingly respectable dentist, who, as, when you're a new patient, do you know what he gives you? Mountain Dew. A bamboo plant. Mm. So, Is Ryan, so you can as chew a person on it like a panda. Yeah, Ryan. Yeah. The internet often wants to fire you. Yeah. However, you have managed to cobble together job security by hook or by crook for quite some time now, defying the odds at every turn. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, only growing in prominence and responsibility uh, over the long haul. Much so to you- our collective alarm. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Much to our confusion. <laughs> so you see the value in job security. You see yeah. the value in creating a need for yourself. Right. You know, y- you become the Bloomin' Onion and then cover the game in which the Bloomin' Onion appears. Sure. So to me, that's the logic. Like, if you're the dentist, you want to fuck up people's teeth because then they got to come back. Yeah, I think this is the this is the mechanic, like, where this is the tire shop throwing nails on the road, right? You're just, you got to make your own wind sometimes if you're going to sail. Yeah, throw nails in people's mouths, you cowards. That I would respect <laughs> more. Or just, like, but those are not delicious. And they don't make your mouth taste like NASCAR. Here's, here's the so okay so the the mecha- the mechanic has to throw nails on the road because you can you an amateur can tell if you have a flat tire or not right I don't know shit about my teeth you know if, if you, you just, have a hole in one no you don't 
How sure many times? You're telling me you can guess with 100% accuracy whether or not you have a cavity? Yeah, I have none. My point I mean, is. If I did, you could see it. You could fucking see, the, see it, right? <laughs> I haven't had one since I was like nine, so I don't know. <laughs> no, they're, they're often in like such weird crevices. Oh, well, who gives a shit about that? That doesn't matter. All right. Th- I realize I've wandered more into our dentistry as a scam. It's time for nobody- Spencer's <laughs> Dentist Takes. Dentistry is a scam. <laughs> Spencer is a uh, an Old West prospector. <laughs> All you need to do is chew on a piece of sandalwood. Run a piece of felt around your mouth and drink clear mountain water and whiskey. That's it. Stick to that. Mountain, mountain Dew. Mountain Dew, including flavors like Liberty Brew. 50 flavors <laughs> in one. Liberate your mouth from Big Dentist. I got to tell you, that is the most um, fallout fucking soda I've ever seen in the wild. <laughs> The one that has the label with the Statue of Liberty on a hog. <laughs> yeah. Not by that, I mean a Harley Davidson, not an actual hog, which is kind of unfortunate because now you're seeing it. And I admit it's a superior image. We'll get yeah. there. We'll get there. So, yeah. So, boom. There you go. Podcast derailed. I don't even know what we were supposed to be doing here. Sorry. See, now now two of you have derailed and it is on me to steer this thing back on course. Folks, it is basically college football season and it is time for us to pull up our pants and button our shirts and get this thing in fucking order because football is here so we have to very diligently cover the sport that is connected to our name not we don't really because like if we talk about college football for one minute per episode that is more than any other podcast on earth can devote to the subject but still it's still it's it's time to get in gear so we're going to Spencer. You, you sent out the call for what now? For for to to seek to connect readers with each other on the subject of Saturday preparation. I did, and uh, just ask for basics. You know, just just what what are you planning? What what are you doing out there? How are you prepping for this? And you know, what do you need? What are the basic essentials? And uh, my, my personal favorite here is uh, from a Rutgers fan who said, "Rutgers fan here." This is uh, at Drifter1717, a.k.a. Justin. Rutgers fan here. Bam! BTN subscription. Bam! 50 cubic tons of Prozac. Bam! One single can of Cape May always ready. Also, he says in an additional tweet, he's going to Piscataway, but isn't really sure why. It's important to start with realistic goals for the season, so I salute you, Justin. What would I have to do to cajole either of you to come with me to a game in Piscataway? Which mm. I've been. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know you've been, but that was a choice you made, and we've talked about it. No, it wasn't. It yeah, was it work. went. It went great, right? That was that was a choice you kind of made. Actually, I did get to see that one Rutgers Kansas play up close. You know the one. So the one. Um. Yeah, that's. I might go to Rutgers Princeton because Princeton would add yet another W in their truly ancient series. Sure. Mm, uh, that's yeah, about, I'm not going okay. it. it. It's it's not happening. I would prefer not to. I would prefer not to. Uh, at Brennamania, when he asked what I need, what we needed for college football, gave the most Georgia answer available. You ready for this? Or 
excuse me, ordering a bushel of green Georgia peanuts to keep in the freezer for boiling up on game days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you have, if you've ever boiled peanuts, you don't boil like, you know, a small serving of them. There's yeah, there's not, a, a, there's day. not an easy max size here. Yeah, no, like your measurements are like gallon and drum. So, so Jay Brenneman, a.k.a. at Brennamania, make some friends. Pass these around or make some enemies, depending on your opinion, opinion of uh, boiled peanuts. Because are we are we not pro or anti? Anti. Anti. Huh. I'm pro. I'm OK, pro. I'll, I'll I'll stand on the pro side. OK, <laughs> just House divided. Now we have our teams. <laughs> <laughs> Twas ever thus. Those who are pro admittedly kind of slimy, extremely salty peanuts that are wet and served in a bag despite being wet. That's my favorite thing. Do you is put them in cola? And scalding fucking hot. Yeah. I have I put them in cola? No, but I have put unboiled peanuts in cola. Mm-hmm. So you get the the chew. I have done that. And it is uh it is deeply underrated. It's delicious. But yeah, scalding hot, filled with liquid, and served in a paper bag. It's Georgia thinking right there. Hey, <laughs> What's why don't you take love? this in the car? <laughs> why don't you take this in the car? This sounds like an aggressively 19th century London kind of snack. I was going to say, when, I'm, when you're thinking about it, isn't this more of like a... I don't know, when I think about boiled peanuts, I think way more about Georgia Southern than I do about Georgia proper, because that's just going to get on their khakis. Um... At B Millie 24 suggests as an Arizona Wildcats fan relocated to the Eastern time zone, the only true essentials are coffee and self-loathing buddy. If that's, if that makes you an Arizona Wildcats fan, I'm in line. We got this. What then, do they need uh, coffee for? Their games start at like four o'clock local. What are time zones? Well, they're cats, so they are napping at this that's time. That's true. Yeah. Right. Sleepy. Yeah. Uh, at, at Taco Trey Kirby, uh, of the starters, uh, says Charles Woodson, Michigan jersey with nothing underneath. Get fucked. That's chafy. I mean, you got it. That's, that's really chafy. Do you own, do either? Not if it's like a belly shirt. The, <laughs> it might be a 90s belly shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Which on, you know, the average adult grown man, that's definitely what you want. Are you telling me Trey Kirby wouldn't would wouldn't wear a Woodson belly jersey? There's would and could and should. And those are all three different things, aren't they? Okay. Do either of you own a jersey? Actually, not this. I want to ask Ryan, because Jason, you own yeah. a jersey, correct? A jersey? Yes. Yeah. Jay Ryan, do you own a jersey? I still do, but I haven't worn them in quite some time. Them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, which Tampa Bay Bucks? Uh, I formerly had. So, originally, I had an Alvin Harper cream wow. orange Bucks jersey. That was truly unfortunate. Wow. And then I want to say I had a John Lynch Bucks jersey as well. Well, yeah. Uh, I think those those are the only two Bucks jerseys I had. I had. I definitely had a Florida jersey. I think just the standard, like, one. Um, and a friend of mine got me a, like, game-worn jersey from an O-lineman that I have in a closet somewhere. I have an Allen Iverson Georgetown basketball jersey floating around <laughs> somewhere. Is it is it sleeveless? 
Indeed, it is. Please When's the last time we've worn that? To our next show. Uh, that I that's been a while. That's the thing. I I bought that in eighth grade, and I just every time I go to clean out my closet, I think that one's actually still back in my my parents' house. Every time they're like, "You need to get rid of this," I'm like, "It's an Allen Iverson Georgetown jersey. I don't care if I never wear it again. I'm definitely keeping it." Yeah, but you should wear it. <laughs> okay, great. Over a turtleneck. I mean, it, were you? In, how's this? This will determine whether you should wear it and how to wear it. Were you an early bloomer or a late bloomer? Uh, I was an on-time bloomer. Okay, yeah. so you should <laughs> definitely just wear the jersey. You should wear the jersey over a shirt. Sure, right? Yeah, so it yeah. just pulls every pulls everything in. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, but I, I've owned many a jersey in my life. I just don't wear them anymore. I think we have. Uh, I think those those are the extent of of tips. I thought were actually like that's it preparations that I think that's it, man. Everyone okay. else, everyone else, pretty pretty basic things that as adults I think we can all agree are like givens. Doesn't matter if I own jerseys. Do you do you own a jersey? I didn't assume I you did. Oh, we we moved on. Let's move on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to know. Do you have a t- what Tennessee jersey do no, you own? No, we moved on. Let's move on. Okay, okay. Well, now I'm curious. Jeez. Um. Go listen to go listen to podcast ain't played nobody's. Uh, by the time this come out, it might be their not most recent, but the one before that episode. You can learn something about what you should do if you're cord cutting this year. Many of you probably already have cut the cord. Others may be exploring it. I gotta tell you, I am looking forward to the, the maybe like five years from now when people are like, no cable, like cable's the like retro cool thing to do. AM radio. Have you considered it? Yeah, it's time to record. It's mm-hmm. like when you when you snip snip the other kind of cord and then put it back. The surgery kind. We've got this, you know what I'm saying. We've got we've got this scheme where we're going to broadcast things for free over the air. It'll never catch on. Never. Yeah, I think uh, PAPN, their ultimate rec- uh, recommendation was the YouTube TV and the ESPN Plus. And I mean, I'm on board with that. And I think most of the people who replied to Spencer, that was one of their top tips. So, great. That's done. That's settled. That's settled. This leads us to plans Plans for 2019, i.e., uh, where, where, where are we going? Which, this is, this is a hard question because I think all four of us have varying degrees of been to, right? Holly's the road warrior. You've been everywhere. Yeah, pretty. I've I've been to most of the big ones. Um, right. Thank you for including me, as though I'm a member of this show and not just tacked on for diversity. You're welcome. Um, which, by the way, me as a diversity hire is a tragic fucking commentary on this industry. <laughs> Ryan, you Ryan, you're on the other end of the spectrum. You're like Mister Never Been Nowhere. I can tell you, I can list every non Gainesville place I have gone to for a game. Jacksonville. The Orange Bowl and um, the whatever the new one is, Land Shark, <laughs> Land Shark bullshit, Hard Knock Life Stadium. Oh, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Joe Joe Land Shark Robbie Knock Stadium. Uh, let's see. I've been I've been to Neyland. I've been to the Outback Bowl on at least three occasions. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Shit, is that it? That really might be it. 
Yeah. Uh, you went yeah. to yeah. South Dakota, something or other. I think that one was played at Black Hills State, if memory serves. Other than that, um, yeah, that's it. That's the entire list of places I... Oh, wait, no. I have been to uh, one Rutgers game. So I those are all the stadiums I've ever for been fun. to to watch college football. For fun, for fitness, and for fun. So the standards here are... It's a... It's a wide band that doesn't include anything at the top, right? Uh, yeah, I suppose that's true. Yeah. yeah. You mean like okay. for, for places like, for instance, places, um, places Ryan will it, go. Like you actually, you're an honorary Stanford student because unlike a lot of Stanford students, you've been to a Stanford football game in Stanford, right? Yeah. I have nobody. Nobody listening to this knows who you're talking to. I'm pointing at Holly. <laughs> no, I, I heard. I that's, heard that. That's why I, I kept gesturing at you so that you would say my name. Yeah, I heard. I heard the well, angle see, of Spencer's look, head. See, look what happens when you try and include me in the show. Let this so, let this serve as a lesson to everyone. Holly, I'm what are you just gonna? Can you just depose Spencer at this point, please? Depose like? Oh, you mean like the throne? Yeah, not like deposit, yeah. not like Joe Jamail. Although that would be good too. Could do that. Hey, fat boy. I mean, I already deposed Bill Connolly. Um. All right. Anyway, anyway, what was your fucking question? R.I.P. Bill. But you've been to it. You've actually been to. You're weird because you've been to an actual Stanford football. I, game. I've been to multiple Stanford games, and I believe I'm on the record multiple years previously on this podcast, uh, decrying them as. A criminally underrated tailgate scene. I have a list of places I have not been. It's pretty long, but the big ones that I could actually hit up this year are they're good. And um, I think three out of the four have legitimate football interest. And one of them is just, I want to see something stupid. And tell you what, go through yours and I'll go last because I, I have this, it's an extremely hashtag blessed problem. I have trouble thinking about where I've been at this point because I did this for 10 years. Yeah. Um, and I've hit most of my wish list, but let me let me scroll through real quick. Go through yours first. Yeah, I think I've actually been with you in a stadium where you go. Oh, I've been here before. I forgot. Where that. I forgot. Where, where was that? Um, I'm gonna think. Where I forgot that I had been there until I got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'll remember which stadium. Was it LSU? <laughs> it was probably LSU. Yeah, that explains some forgetting. Um, the number one place I haven't been is Madison, Wisconsin. God, it's so good. I haven't been there for a game and everybody I say, oh, I haven't been to Madison. Everyone's like, you idiot. Can I give you, can I lay out a recommend a letter of recommendation for Wisconsin that the three of you will specifically understand uh, as will the target audience of this podcast? Yeah. I had, I had never been to Wisconsin before. I want to say like four or five years ago. And then I ended up going twice in one year, both times for work. The first time was at the dead ass end of July. It gets surprisingly hot in Wisconsin. There are an astonishing amount of mosquitoes. The second time I went that following football season for the Paul Bunyan game at the dead ass end of the season in November, it was 12 degrees, uh, I want to say. And we stayed on the lake, which made it even colder. Um, I am absolutely in love with Wisconsin and I visited it during, I visited Madison during the two most inhospitable times of the year. And y'all know how we, how we function in cold, uh, on here. That one, that Wisconsin, Minnesota game the week after Thanksgiving was a fucking ball. And I cannot encourage you strongly enough to go. 
also features one of the most important things in college football, which is Goldie and Bucky doing ladder matches. The ghost of Jim Sorge. <laughs> it's actually just Jim Sorge. Speaking of which, my jersey is a Brandon Stokely jersey. You're welcome. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I am. I think that should be Jim Sorge, right? Like if I were an ex-Wisconsin quarterback, I would just wander the sidelines dressed as the the like Christmas Carol ghost of Christmas past version of myself. But instead right? of rattling cha- all of his chains that he rattles have like little wrist playbooks at the end of them. Yeah. Either that or just a chain of beer cans. Yeah. Right. I will say also you could, and I, I do not oversell this in any way. You could eat like a God in Madison for fairly cheap. Extremely important. Yeah. Like, like a Thor comic book God, <laughs> like one of those tables. I have been holed up in this village for a week. Yeah. Holly, who should we be more concerned about? Alex Kirshner going to Baton Rouge for the first time or Spencer going... Okay. (laughs) Yes. I am extremely concerned about my youngest son uh, being placed into the surly embrace of LSU. I, I love and admire and respect his immediately older sibling in the Banner Society family, Richard Johnson. That does not mean that I think that Richard will not place Alex in endangering situations in Baton Rouge, not because Richard is irresponsible, but because he will think it is funny. He will be right. <laughs> but it's a I'm, real Milo and Otis situation. He will be right. But as his boss, I feel like I can't encourage this. But you're laughing. I, so I'm just, I'm imagining Alex bellying up to the bar at Chimes. Hey guys! Yeah, hey, there's statutory two, grape shot. Is that a pun? There's two Are you ki- guys aware that's a problematic pun? <laughs> there's two kinds of people who get into trouble: people who get into trouble by asking questions, and people who get into trouble by not asking questions. I Alex am the person who gets in trouble by not asking is questions. The Alex right. is the former. I have. I think that's a good way to put it. This. I want to. I want to do a heist with Alex one day. I, I really want to pull off a bank heist just because we're pulling every. We're, we're doing everything right. We're pulling away from the bank. And Alex sees a cop around the corner and he sticks his head out the window and goes, officer, I'm aware this was a fire lane, but we were only here for the purposes of loading and unloading passengers. I think he'd just say it. He'd just be like, hey, we're robbing this bank, but we're going to be really brief. You know, guys, this is my first bank robbery. Yeah. And no, it'd be perfect because nobody would believe it. To be clear, I need, yeah, this, this actually might make him low-key an amazing spy. Yeah, no, no. To be clear, I would die for Alex Kirshner. I just don't want him to die in Baton Rouge. What if this is all a ruse and Alex is actually like the hardest hitting motherfucker any of us know? A ruse or a rue? Because he might end up in a gumbo pot not knowing the difference. Hey, kind of hot in here, guys. Not that I don't like it, but I do. Hey, do you guys ever hear that story about the boiling frog? You think there's anything to that? Let's see. Uh, you, if you want to check that out, by the way, prime spots, uh, Wisconsin. You could go Michigan, Wisconsin on September twenty first. Prospects don't look very good for that. Uh, Nebraska. That might be like November, November sixteenth. A little cold. Nebraska coming into town in Madison. That might be the way to go. Washington's the other one. I've never been to Washington. Uh, I've been. To, I feel like this. I don't know. This feels like setting myself up as a know-it-all because I'm like, ooh, I've been there. Uh, underrated. But La- I'm predisposed to love all water tailgates. I've heard it's loud. Underratedly loud. 
it's not like, okay, it's not Oregon loud. It's way louder than you think a fairly nice, bougie stadium in the Pac-12 would be. And it's open. Like, yes. it's an open stadium. Yes, it's got... um. It's got the it's it's got one of those architectural feats where uh, everything just vibrates with the noise. Like it feels like at the top, it feels like the whole stadium is made of like not too thick corrugated tin. Yeah, uh, and it rattles. Okay, good. Structurally unsound stadium. Beautiful setting. Yeah, no, I mean in terms of like there there is nothing louder in the Pac-12 than Oregon. Uh, I think we can all agree. But Washington, I would put it a close second. Ryan, you know what a question I ask myself is frequently. Why are we here? Why do we do this podcast? Am I clean or am I just wet? Is this podcast real? Am I stuck in some sort of nether realm? Am I clean or am I just wet is really one of the questions I do ask myself sometimes. But either way, after you're clean or wet... I'm going to have to put on a shirt. What's the question? That's though? not something that I think any of us would say is characteristic of you. The question is, where can I get a college or university branded shirt that doesn't suck? To wear when you're clean and wet. Mm-hmm. One that one that reflects one that reflects my sense of style. One that says, "Hey, I not only enjoy a nice college logo, I want the coolest one." Like like let's do a quick test of that. Sure. What's the best Florida Gator logo? Best Florida Gator logo, easily the 70s logo that has the uh, the 79, the Charlie Pell, which has the U and the F in a big sphere with an alligator kind of like roaring, like alligators totally don't do on top. And the state of Florida making the divot in the uh, the F at the bottom. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite one. So not the big chonky gator we have right now. No, big chonky gators. Fine. He's kind of he has the expression on his face of what am I doing here? Who alerted me? What is this job? It's my first week. I went to Duke. <laughs> that's the that's called irony. I know that because I went to Duke, because which I, I will mention. Get into Cornell. <laughs> so this mascot is Steve Spurrier. He came from Duke, and then, well, well, hey, now uh, I'm here. No, Steve Spurrier is um, the sort of glass, glass, weird, glassy-eyed, short-arm fighting gator. That's him. Yeah, gotcha. the the '60s gator that has yeah. the little short arms. And is obviously like, I'm the short guy at the bar who wants to fight. The point all is, the, time. the point is, we have eclectic and interesting tastes, unlike most college bookstores. Who else has those interesting tastes? Home field apparel. That's the answer. Nice well, save. It sounded rhetorical. Well, I, I was actually, I got, I got panicked there because I thought Spencer was going to say clean or wet. And that is not a website we want you to go to by any means. Cleanorwet.biz. Nope, don't go there, It's a please. car wash. It's a car wash. Homefield has not only the most interesting logos and designs that you can find, but also, oh boy, shit's comfy. Shit's comfy. How comfy are we talking? Spencer will, Spencer will wear it, for one. Yeah. I already used my baby angel butts metaphor the last time. That's true. It's comfy. It's comfy enough, by the way, that I have seen numerous pets when you uh, you know leave it on the bed or something. They'll choose that instead of another shirt. Not and not just because it you know like I was wearing it and it smells like meat. Which to be fair, some of my shirts probably would. Gross. However, they do it because it's the softest shirt available. I'll even wear it indoors. And to be honest, most of the time, not gonna wear one if I don't have to. 
That's how comfortable we're talking. Uh, they got women's cuts as well, which is something certain college football programs we're not going to name uh, don't really seem that interested in in their official stores. All of them. I mean, yeah. And also, they have weirdly encouraged us and our listeners to tweet at them, which I don't know if that's a sustainable business strategy. They'll learn about that. I have decided that I am on board with Spencer's previous strategy. You want, is it Northern Arizona University, the Lumberjacks? Northern Arizona. I, I want which Northern one, Arizona. Which Arizona is the artichokes? Is that Scottsdale? Yes, that's Scottsdale, which also very much in favor of this, joining the Homefield family. There's an uh, there's an artichoke school? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very real. Arizona, Arizona gets freaky with their mascot names. Like, think about it. Wild Wildcat's about as tame as they get. It's a Sun- Scottsdale Community College, gochokes.com. Speaking of websites. <laughs> it's it's Arizona. It's a porn site, too. <laughs> That's just by default. So, yeah, let's add them to the list. Uh, uh, please tweet at Homefield that you want the Scottsdale Community College artichokes. And the Delta State. What N- about the Delta N- State N-A-U- fight in Okra? NAU or sure. the, L- the Lumberjacks. We want Sad Husky. NC yep. State. Oh, yeah. This is this is the real plea. Tell tell Homefield, Homefield Apparel, no E at the end there on Twitter, tell them you want them to license Sad Husky. I don't care if they get any other Yukon. I do kind of like Farrah Fawcett. Husky, you know, with the big blown out mane like that. Yeah. That's not a bad alternative. So that if they if they if they need to get multiples, get Farrah Fawcett Husky. But sad Husky. Come on, man. Make it happen. Homefield. You know, you know, I'm purchasing. Homefield's got a, Homefield's got a ways to go. They got to break into the SEC market. But before they do that, if I could go ahead and get them, give it a little Southern flavor by having them add the Southern Arkansas Mule Riders. They've already got good gear. Homefield can only make it better. And you can get 20% off your first purchase if you go to Homefield Apparel, again, that does have the E, dot com, using the code FULLCAST. You'll get, again, 20% off whatever your first purchase is. At that point, might it include some artichokes swag? I don't know. Can you use FULLCAST offer code at GoChokes.com? No, because there's nowhere to put it in. GoChokes.com, where there's nowhere to put it in. Hi, Daniel. Hi, Amanda. We get to tell everyone about the new pod, Eater's Digest. Eater's Digest. That is right. Our brand new podcast. It is available now. It's everything you need to know about the world of food every week with a little help from the biggest names in the industry and food journalists from the Eater Newsroom. We're going to talk about everything from the worst things that diners do in restaurants to fake meat. We're going to talk about food delivery tech. We are going to argue a lot about how to best behave in restaurants. Oh, yeah. Big time. So many things. I mean, there's nothing we can't touch. Food and politics. Food and politics, maybe. Yes, food and politics comes up. Yep. It might make you laugh. It might make you think. It might even make you hungry, Daniel. Um, So subscribe to Eater's Digest for free today on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app. Hey, I'm Neil Patel, editor-in-chief of The Verge, host of The Vergecast. We've been revamping The Vergecast more and more lately, and I'm coming out with episodes twice a week, sometimes even a third bonus episode. On Tuesdays, I talk to influential people around the world of tech, like Microsoft founder Bill Gates and other tech execs like the founder of Lime Scooters, the CEO of Beyond Meat. We've also been talking to a lot of reporters and academics about the major pressing policy issues in tech, like Facebook's content moderation, they're not doing great, YouTube's harassment plan, or lack thereof, and whether or not the government should break up Amazon, which... 
Maybe they should. And then every Friday, I sit down with executive editor Dieter Bone and Paul Miller for our chat show. We cover the latest in tech news and product reviews. We bring in our other reporters from around The Verge. That show is a party. You should listen to it. You can hear all that and more if you subscribe to The Vergecast wherever you get your podcast. We'd love for you to listen and join us. So again, subscribe to The Vergecast wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Hey, I'm Jason Del Rey, and I'm hosting a new podcast called Land of the Giants. In it, we examine the most powerful tech companies of our time. Season one is called The Rise of Amazon. It's about how Jeff Bezos turned what was just an online bookseller into one of the biggest companies in the world, and how it transformed the way we shop, live, and work. We'll explore how Amazon Prime is the key to the company's success, and how it's something you'll never quit. We'll see what happens when Amazon builds a warehouse in a small Kansas town, and then also what happens when it decides to leave. And we'll ask, why is Amazon building microwaves powered by Alexa? And what is with all the robots it's building? And of course, we'll tackle the biggest question of our time. Is Amazon too big, too powerful? Land of the Giants from Recode and the Vox Media Podcast Network. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app. Let's see. I've also got on here. Um, this is the one that doesn't make sense, and I'm just going to cop to it because it's not exactly like it's not. You know, like when you hear marquee, marquee location destinations, right? Is this the one you were asking me if I wanted to go to this season, and I said I would not. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Fayetteville. No, thank you. Fayetteville, y'all. Because I would prefer not to. Because if you don't know, they have a massive, massive statue, paid for in part. By Jerry Jones of, and, and here's here's where it gets topical. I prefer the Texas A&M statue. A, they call it a monument. I would call it an ode to feral hogs. It's a massive installment. Like it's it's 20 feet, it's 25 feet high at its tallest point and 50 feet wide. And it's called the Wild Band of Razorbacks. Hmm. This is a visual medium. I can't really convey the splendor of this thing other than to say water features. Yes. Wait, and the hog statue? Yes. In the hog statue, there's water flowing. What part of the hog is sprouting water? Yeah, though, they're on they're on rocks. So it's all yeah. So it's not like they're not like with little wings and bows and arrows. Jerry Jones didn't say, I want water shooting out of every hole of that hog. The hog's got weeping wounds. They're crying tears of joy. They have a stigmata hog? Yeah. Hogmata? This here is a graven image. This isn't a statue. Pigmata, it's right there. Shit. (sighs) Uh, While I do believe this is a noble reason to go to a game, I'm still not going. Did I tell you? I've been banned from Hogville. I can't do it. Did I tell you that there are, there are like mood lights on it at night? What? what moods horny is, is it designed to invoke yeah all of the all of the moods of, Wait, the, of the arkansas razorback horny desolate <laughs> horny and desolate hang on while i go- tired but still horny tired but horny hang on while i google wedding photos taken in front of this statue bloated and Love. horny wait 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 there's a new hog statue in west fayetteville can i also give you this that that the name of the sculptor who did this is a a noted sculptor of wildlife out of Montana whose name is <clears throat> Dick Idol. 
So wow, there's an entirely different. That's the Washington Monument. 3,500 pound hog sculpture that was installed along a highway last summer. Yeah. And this is different from the one that you're talking about. This is just. There are there are just metal pigs. Just porcine art breaking all out over all over. Arkansas. Who knew Arkansas was the Look heart at that. of that thing looks like Sauron. Look at that shit. It's got a blue eye. Man, this is this is fantastic. Yeah, this was It's uh, on US 62 between Fayetteville and Farmington. It is 30 feet tall, which is taller than the statue of Abraham Lincoln at the Lincoln Memorial. Well, they've never been a fan of his. <laughs> Uh, at about the same height as the Martin Luther King Jr. statue in Washington, D.C. Separate but equal. Well done, Arkansas. This was the point at which I knew I... I... It's nicknamed the Dancing Boar. It stands <laughs> vertically on its back legs with its hooves in the air. Do you know what's the most disturbing thing about Razorback Stadium? It has hmm. um, it has multiple, multiple earnest Yelp reviews. Oh, no. Yeah. Like, just a lot about, like, how the stadium, uh, like, how it had a lot of places to get food and drink some water, and I had a good time. And, like, this is very disconcerting. Why are why are multiple people leaving legit Yelp reviews for a, for a stadium? They did come up short, though, because... This is a description from the WholeHogSports.com article that features a fantastic picture of Dick Idol. Dick Idol? Dick Idol. Which was, the monument will include a waterfall and vanishing pool, and water will shoot out six feet wide in some areas. Lights under the water will create illusions, Idol said. And the lights and audio can be synced with video boards and the audio system inside the stadium y'all if you're gonna go that far just make it a showbiz pizza just make the hogs mouths move okay i would show up for that so they can sing along with whatever they're playing in the stadium what are they playing in the stadium i was thinking flow rider i was gonna say thunderstruck (laughs) thunderstruck covered covered by flow rider you, ah. you know Jerry Jones asked for that too, right? He's yes, like, can, absolutely. You, can you make it sing Thunderstruck? Song gets me ant. Song gets me desolate and horny. Desolate, horny, and amped. That's Pete right. Razorback. Speaking of desolate, go give us your fourth choice, you idiot. Cal. Cal. This you want an idiot? There you go. That's fine. Cause cause I think Jason and I feel the same way about this. An essential stadium is one that's built on a fault line. Man, you missed the old yeah, one, though, I, which is the most decrepit, falling-ass-apart stadium <laughs> I've ever been to in real life. And I've been to multiple Liberty Bowl games. I'm trying to see a fucking spectacle. And if I'm part of the spectacle, all the better. Like, you can there sit on amazing- a fucking chair and watch a football game anywhere. Can you sit on a falling chair anywhere? No. There are 76 reviews for this stadium. What the shit? Stop reviewing <laughs> stadiums get, uh, on Yelp. It's not an option. You, get- you either go to that game or you don't. You can't go to a different location. If you're Arkansas, that's you can. That's that's true. Actually, Arkansas is the one place that does justify having Yelp reviews for their stadiums. They could be like, listen, your kids aren't ever going to leave because they're spectral hogs. They're hypnotic. They call the children to them. It's hard to get them to leave. Yeah, this is, you can, they have like Tightwad Hill. Don't have to pay to get in. Can sit up there while everybody smokes pot, watches the game. 
And also the game this year, special allure because have you ever been to a Pac-12 game that ended 5-0? You might if you go to a Cal game. Yeah, sounds great. Sounds really, really, really great. Why? 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 Fine. There are... I don't know if they've closed these off, but at one point, not too long after it opened, there used to be spots in the Cal Stadium where you could get up onto the roof of the stadium, like through <laughs> through the big steel rafters. No, there's a it's great viewing from up there. I'm sure, but it, like, is that legal? I do not know, and I will not name the Cal employee who took me up there at this time. <laughs> Um, but I have pictures that we can put out with the show notes, which we always say we're going to do and never did. It's a lot of never fun do at the top because it's always never kind of foggy, it, yeah. right? Wow. And you can kind of get up above the fog line. I'm now I'm, I'm more intrigued than ever, frankly. Thank you. Bad ideas, university. J- Jason, you only want like you, you got one spot, right? So on my list of like FBS schools, to get to it's real short like sure wisconsin sure great you know like i don't care to do like the i must see notre dame and all that shit no i'll be totally fine if i don't make it to the the fucking whole internet list of the best stadiums um gillette field got to man the umass amherst (laughs) minutemen playing in foxborough Yeah, the one on the list this year that I'm going to try to get to is Montana, Montana State, Bozeman, about an hour north of Yellowstone. Uh, that'd be a few days before Thanksgiving. Weather should be, I hope it's nightmarish. I hope it's just <laughs> fucking abominable. I hope I nearly die. Uh, nearly. Emphasis on nearly. There's um, an asbestos tornado coming through. <laughs> if there's some way I could predict Montana State having a home playoff game, which would not at all be far-fetched. They're very good this year. Uh, I would probably save the trip for that, but give me a rivalry game at, you know, in the fucking middle, at a college town in the fucking middle of nowhere. No, I like it. Is this the one that's, uh, th- this is at the mouth of Hellgate Canyon? It's my favorite. Yeah, just just every time every time they do that every time they do that for a playoff it's always like death levels of snow and they mention you know they mention yeah, it's at the mouth of Hellgate Canyon. Yeah, if you want just if, to, if you want to completely destroy any argument against expanding the playoff in FBS just go watch a home Montana playoff game when like, you know, the fucking the sky is falling. Everyone in the crowd doesn't have a shirt on. It's negative ten degrees. You know, it it looks it looks like the best and worst place on earth. And instead, we play at Glendale, Arizona, indoors. So, Montana, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> it's going to be deeply uncomfortable, and I can't wait to do it. Thank that you. Was, this is not on brand for us. No, it's completely on brand. Now, you don't have many places to go, but you do have a couple, right, Holly? Uh, yeah, the the big hole in my schedule uh, happened due to a long-ago illness. I was supposed to attend uh, Johnny Manziel's uh, uh, home game he played versus a, a little football team out of Alabama that ended up being a game of some renown uh, and got strep that weekend. And as a result, I have never been to the hate barn. Woo! Um, which I would I would call by far uh, the biggest the biggest gap in my 
in my travel and resume. resume. Um, although this is, uh, I- I'd want a buddy for that one because this is very much one of those situations where I tend to forget that the fans, the Texas A&M fans I know and Texas A&M fans at large uh, exist pretty far apart on on just about every imaginable human spectrum. Um, yeah. The home slate, if you wanted to go this year, Holly, has mm. amazing fighting potential. Oh, yeah. That's, that's kind of what caught my eye. We'll take Lamar out of it. Your choices are Auburn, Alabama, Mississippi State. We'll take UTSA out of it as well. South Carolina. Like the South Carolina one is actually the one I wanted because by that point in the season, something awful will have befallen one of these teams. Both. Uh, Yeah. Like they'll both have played Clemson and Bama and like, or uh, like they'll both have played maybe the two hardest schedules in the country. Look at who both of them are coming off of like that month. Yeah. Um, Yeah, They're going to be an awful. Like South Carolina has a, or A&M has a virtual buy the week before, but this is after they have run like an early gauntlet that is, you know, Clemson, Auburn, Alabama. South Carolina stumbling into that game at College Station is just a it's a dangerous animal. I'm not saying this is going to be this. This is going to be the two the two angry guys from high school who come to the ten year reunion just to prove something. Also, they have to do this shit every year. That's a protected rivalry. <laughs> I know. I know. It's my favorite. It's the dumb shit is protected rivalry of all and that makes me love it um when i'm going down my list of uh other places that i haven't been want to i'm noticing a theme uh you know your north dakota states your utah states your your app states my my big goal game right now for the season uh is appalachian state on halloween night versus georgia southern heat which i know we've talked about before real heat guys if i don't come back just don't find me i'm happy um there's a speaking of of mountain like while i'm going to to weird like mountain home games i was thinking about fake mountain home games i've never been to nc state but i'm not sure what it says about me that i'm bothered that i've never been to nc state um anyone been to i haven't been to nc state no, I don't. I yeah, I don't, I don't have fake feelings. rocks. You just want to see the fa- you want to see the fake rocks, but also I've been to Splash Mountain. Like, <laughs> do I need to do I need to go to NC State? Have you been to Splash Mountain with Dave Doran? Oh Christ, dude! That sounds way worse that than is I wanted so it. So upsetting, and you were making eye contact when you said it. Oh God, I feel unclean. Oh, are you it's unclean? Fine. Or we'll get you through just this. Wet? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm I'm very clean right now. You also, um, this is I, I. I just want to hear from the person who thinks NC State is like like the NC State Homer who would say, online, write it down in front of everyone, like best home atmosphere in college football. Y'all, you our Panera's got a drive through. Cookout, y'all. Cookout. You can't go anywhere else and get cookout. Oh, you haven't been to Raleigh. <laughs> you haven't lived, brother. You got to see how we do. I mean, there's there's Carabas and then there's Triangle Carabas. <laughs> you got to, you haven't, listen, you haven't eaten until you do it with the pack. Oh! I yeah, most of my wish list tends towards the, the real or fakely mountainous. I've never been, to, a clarification, I've never been to Texas A&M, the new one. I went to the old one. The only game I've seen, and I kind of, 
Like I'm on that thing where I'm like, I don't know. Do you, do I want this to be the only game I've seen at A&M? I went to the last Texas A&M Texas game. Oh shit, dude! You kind of want to you kind of want to sit on that, right? Yeah, I might want to sit on that because like the last thing I saw was not not the prominent football player McCoy, but but I saw McCoy brush the brush up, brush. McCoy the younger. Ah, not that one. Yeah, I saw K- Case McCoy. Um, clip? No, no, no. Clip, clip, Clade, Clippy, Clarp, Clade. Claude, Claude, Claude. I saw Claude McCoy. C L O D, not C L O D, not the French name. Yeah, Texas fans. If you think that should be the last A and M game Spencer ever attends, (laughs) let him know. (laughs) Let me know. You can reach him at thirty-eight Godfrey. I I would like to make one um one last push for Holly to go to an NC State game, and that's that you can take your picture with Russell Wilson's retired number. Did he matriculate? <laughs> you gotta you gotta oh. choose baseball or football. Okay, later. <laughs> what does it say that every time I tried to summon the name of that coach, I just kept coming up with Tom Osborne? Which I know is it's incorrect. wrong. Yeah, that's that's fine. Tom O'Brien prefers to lurk in the shadows anyway. They look exactly the same. At what point? At what point do we just credit Russell Wilson for being an unstoppable like force of like optimism and humanity? Because he gets out of NC State, right? Like mm-hmm. he's a good quarterback there. And Tom O'Brien's like, yeah, football or baseball, dude, up or out. Russell's like, later. <laughs> Goes to Wisconsin. Ooh, the transfer actually works, which doesn't always happen. See Tate Martell. Oh wait, the South Carolina A and M game is military appreciation. Oh god! <laughs> oh god! What A and M game that is not military appreciation? <laughs> that that means two things. South Carolina also One. is going to show up in the Under Armour Troop yes! Appreciator camo. That's what I was getting to those god awful yeah. digital camo unis are going to be one thing, and two, uh, I'm going to walk into a VFW hall and just never reemerge. That and the that in South Carolina has to be the most frustrating team to compete with A and M because they don't say. Oh, you notice that the website for Texas A and M doesn't say whose military they appreciate. They're 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 weighing their options. Y'all, the marching band's gonna honor Tiananmen Square. They're Italy in <laughs> World War One. Hi, I'm Amanda Clute, Editor-in-Chief of Eater. And I am Daniel Janine, a producer here at Eater. And we are here to tell you about our brand new podcast, Eater's yeah, Digest. Every week on the show, we dive into the weirdest, funniest, and most important stories in the world of food. With the inside scoop from the biggest names in the industry and expert insights from the Eater Newsroom. Uh, It's a really fun time, so I would say subscribe to Eater's Digest for free today on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app. Hey, I'm Jason Del Rey, and I'm hosting a new podcast, Land of the Giants. Season one is called The Rise of Amazon. And it's about how Jeff Bezos turned what was a little online bookseller into one of the biggest companies of our time. We'll ask, why is Amazon building microwaves powered by Alexa? And why is it making all these robots? And we'll tackle the biggest question of our time. Is Amazon too big, too powerful? Land of the Giants from Recode and the Vox Media Podcast Network. New episodes come out every Tuesday. Listen and subscribe for free on Apple Podcasts or in your favorite podcast app.